0: Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Let's all turn to the book of Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, we'll read from verse 8 to verse 16. I must admit, I'm preaching a message, probably a little bit too prematurely, but It's December, so it's not too early. But I want to preach on Christmas this evening. You know, I'm seeing Christmas trees and decorations out. And I thought, you know what? Seeing as everyone's feeling festive, we might as well bring Christmas here early. And so that's Luke chapter 2. Now I remember having a conversation with somebody um, about Christmas. It was actually a former colleague, and, and, and it was a group. And they said, we used to do Christmas, but... It's no fun anymore because the kids have grown out, grown up, and they've moved out. You know, many people, when they see Christmas, they see that it's all about kids. One of the highlights for many people is when they gather around and open up gifts and look at the kids' expressions when they receive their doll or when they receive the remote control car or when they receive their Xbox or the PlayStation. And they see that expression, it almost, man, that's what makes my Christmas. You know, we have in this church, we have children's nativity play, which is again is coming up this year. Quick little plug. you got atheists that go to school to watch their child participate in nativity plays. Because Christmas, in many people's minds, is about kids. But in our scripture, it wasn't just a big deal to kids. In our scripture, Christmas was actually a big deal to adults as well. And so I want to preach this evening on this topic of Christmas from Luke chapter 2 This will be a sign to you, you will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. Which the Lord has told us about, so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. Let me look firstly at the Christmas spirit. So in our text, the, the shepherds they're caring for flock, it's a normal day, or you can say a normal night, they're on their shift because that's their occupation. Caring for shepherd, um, caring for sheep in verse eight, now they were in the same country, shepherds lying um, living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And so you got these ordinary shepherd shepherds on an ordinary shift, but experienced something extraordinary. In verse nine, behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid. So here you have angels have uh, an angel has appeared to the shepherds as soon as i read this my instant question was why did the angel appear to shepherds why did the angel appear to shepherds about this announcement of jesus christ it would have made more sense to appear to king herod the king of the land who is able to have influence to everybody it would have made you know he could have appeared to priests and prophets those who were in relationship with god He could have appeared to the good Pharisees, the ones who are giving themselves to live right, but they're actually good. He could have appeared to the homeless, who are hopeless and in need. He could have appeared to widows or the fatherless, which the Bible actually tells that God has a special place for them in their heart. But he didn't appear to them. He appeared to shepherds. Why? Now, our text doesn't reveal why. But perhaps because, perhaps, they're a picture of the heart of God in how they care For their sheep. After all, Jesus did call himself the Good Shepherd. You see, Christmas, when people think about the Christmas spirit, we often think about doing good things, caring for others. It's almost like a shepherd-like heart. And that's what a lot of people embrace in Christmas. They embrace a shepherd-like spirit and they tend to care for the less fortunate. Because of Christmas time, you got more charities out, you got feed the homeless. Give a gift to children. Send a hamper to children abroad. You know, raffle tickets and Christmas jumper days. The list goes on because in Christmas time is when more charities come out. I actually read the statistic that uh, about half of the people who filled this poll said they are more likely to give something to a charity in Christmas time. Does everybody here know Band-Aid? Some of us. Well, listen, Band-Aid's got a song called, Do They Know It's Christmas? You know that song? Feed the world, let them know it's Christmas time. Now, that song is currently number six. I mean, it's been out for years. But because it's Christmas time, people are feeling, man, I need to care for other people. And so this song is doing its rounds. If that's what it's like in the world, how much more in the church? You know, I read an article Uh, a couple of weeks back, that Christmas time is actually one of the loneliest times in the year for many people. In that Christmas time is actually the most depressing time in the year for people. It makes no sense. Christmas is all about joy. And so we might be in this church now, but we have no idea what Christmas time is like for some of us sitting right next to you. You know, when I first came to church, I was 19 when I got saved. And so we're approaching my first Christmas. Christmas for me wasn't a good time of the year. I was one of those in the statistic, depressed and miserable at Christmas. I remember, you know, when we were young, growing up, my mum would try something, you know, she, she, she would get it wrong, we'd never have turkey, we'd have semul, pundu, fumbwa, we'd have some, some we'd have, we'd have, you know, chicken and, and lime, we'd have ribs and taba, you're, you're Congolese, you know. But we wouldn't have roast dinner and all that stuff. She tried, she tried. But as time went on, uh, um, Christmas time in my teenage years was horrible I go to school and everyone's talking about man I got this Xbox and I got this PlayStation uh, free at the time and, and, and I didn't get anything we didn't do Christmas I'm miserable I think one time my mom got a skybox sky TV I went to school in January I got sky TV this time I want a gift it's just we got sky but Christmas was miserable a couple a few years up to getting saved Christmas days come. My brother's with his friend celebrating Christmas. My mom's with her friend celebrating Christmas. My sister's with her friends selling Christmas. I don't live with my dad, so I'm literally home alone for Christmas. I'm miserable. The only thing I have looking forward to is the EastEnders, the extended EastEnders episode and Doctor Who episode. So Christmas was miserable. And so I get saved and I come to church. Everyone is happy because of Christmas. I'm not. I'm honestly, I'm depressed because I'm thinking this is the time I'm going to spend alone again. But it wasn't until Aaron told me, hey, listen, you know, uh, Victor, Pastor Victor, he's in Graze, but at the time he went pastoring. He opened his house for Christmas in the evening for those who don't have anything to do. And I went around his house for Christmas. I had pepper soup for the first time, burnt my mouth, but I had a good time. <laughs> the next year, Christmas time comes. And it's like, what am I going to do? Am I going to be at home again? I don't want to ask Pastor Victor if I can go to his house. And uh, Brother Jonathan and Christine Beckford invited me and my sister around their house. And I spent Christmas with them. Went there, had breakfast. They gave presents to us. And I, I felt like part of the family. The Avellinos came around afterwards. We played little homemade X Factor. Lots of fun. The next year after that, I started dating Anna. So I spent Christmas with Anna and see her, you know what I mean? And, and so Christmas changed. But the reason why I'm saying this is because there were people in the church that were sensitive to say, you know what, let me care for somebody else. I don't know how Christmas might be for them. Let me have a shepherd-like heart and care for somebody else. See, many people say, are you in the Christmas spirit? If we are, then often it's all about joy and giving. But you know, Christmas is more than just being kind and joyful with another, which means... Which leads me secondly to talk about the announcement, because that's the main thing about Christmas. The story of Christmas is about God's grace and kindness towards mankind. That's what it's all about. If this is the case, why were the shepherds so anxious when angel Gabriel came to bring this good news? Why were they so afraid? Verse 9, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. This word afraid is the word phobos. It speaks about fear or dread, terror. It's a, you know, a severe distress which is caused by, by intense concern that, concern that they're going to be put in pain. They're fearing danger. They're feeling these unhealthy feelings of dread and terror. Why would they feel like this? Well, commentary saying, listen, shepherds were considered unclean in those times. They were so they were so unclean that they couldn't go into the temple to worship. The reason why they were unclean is because they had daily contact with the mess of sheep, their manure. Uh, um, the the blood from the sheep when there were cuts and graves um, and scrapes and so because of this it made them unclean that they could not go into the temple and worship God and as we know you spend any time away from church and the place of worship you know that it's going to cause your faith to dwindle and you probably end up living literally unclean and so some commentators say that the reason they were afraid is because when the glory of God approached them, when the angel came and met with them, they were, they were conscious of their own imperfection and they were conscious of their own sin. One says that shepherds possibly had in mind that, that God was coming to announce judgment upon them and upon the earth. And so it was, possi- it was possibly far from their minds that they were going to experience the goodness of God in that moment. There are people who miss some of us will miss service because we're conscious of our own imperfection. Man, I don't know if I can come to the, if a preacher's gonna preach and give words, I don't know if I wanna sit right at the front and get called out, I'll sit at the back. It's almost this unease. There's some people here, you might have come in the first time and you, you're, you in your mind. You, you're, you're, your mind is filled with your own uh, imperfection. You look around this church and think, look at all these perfect and people, they look good. They're upstanding. But me, I'm just a vile sinner. But this, this is what these shepherds felt. But you see, the angels comforted them and told them, there's no need to stress. Verse 10. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. You see, the good news weren't just for good people. The good news was for all people, including these imperfect shepherds, and calling us imperfect believers. See, the good news in our text is talking about the birth of Jesus Christ. Verse 10 and 11, Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. See, many don't really don't realize how good this news really is that the same way the shepherds could have been stressed when the angels uh, uh, when the angel visited is the same way people may stress now uh, that we look at the wrong in our lives uh, we look at the issues in this past year uh, the mistakes that we've made uh, the battles that we've had to go through that we have actually lost uh, as Pastor Des mentioned this morning we look at our sin, we look at the heartbreak uh, we look at the issues in our finances uh, and then we, we, we're filled with distress in our minds uh, you know we're stressed about this year ahead, for some of us, we might be going into the next year the same way we entered in last year. And it's like there's no change. It's like it's all over again. We're going to do the same thing again. Happy New Year, yeah. Hugs and all that stuff. And the same. We're in the same phase. The same mind battles. The same addictions. The same pain. The same toil. Stressed. But you see, Christmas marks a change in time. Because the angel said, I have an announcement. Don't be afraid. I have an announcement. It marks a a fresh chapter. It marks a, a new season, a fresh start with a fresh perspective. We don't have to wait until the 1st of January to say fresh start. Because Christmas marks a fresh start. See, the shepherds were surrounded by the needs of the sheep. But the glory of God shone around them, the Bible says. Why? Why did the glory of God shine around the shepherds? It's so they can focus on the announcement and the good news. See, they were bogged down with the needs of the sheep. All around them was sheep. All around them would have been sheep manure. All around them would have been mess. But for that moment in time, the angel blinded the shepherds to everything else and said, focus in on this good news. This isn't just a passing news. This is the key news that the Savior, Jesus Christ, is born. See, many times, as I mentioned, we're bogged down with our current needs and the affairs of today that it could be diverting our attention from the announcement. That many of us are more stressed about affording the gifts than actually enjoying the season of Christmas. That many of us are so worried and concerned about being alone for Christmas than the actual announcement of Jesus Christ the actual good news that Jesus Christ saves that Jesus Christ who saved you years or months ago is the same Jesus Christ he can still save that Jesus Christ can save you from your own mind your own mind and mental health that Jesus Christ can take those who are bound and set them free that Jesus Christ has the power to heal that because Jesus is here there is a real hope that's the, the purpose of Christmas Because Jesus was born for this purpose. Matthew 1 verse 21, You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. Jesus actually means Jehovah is salvation. This is the purpose of Christmas. See, for many, Christmas is not going to be an ideal Christmas. It's not going to be the Christmas that they dreamed of for various reasons. Perhaps there's conflict in the home. And sad so, boy to go and sit in the mill and long, it's gonna be intense. Perhaps there's division in the family. Every family's got drama with cousins, etc. Perhaps a loved one isn't gonna be around this Christmas. Perhaps there's not enough money for the gifts, or not enough money for the food. But you see, one of the things that I appreciate about Christmas is that even though circumstances may change, Jesus remains constant. That the very reason for Christmas remains the same. If your reason for Christmas is to make your kids happy, they're going to grow up one day and have their own Christmas. If your reason for Christmas is to be around loved ones, it's going to change. It can change. Because all these things can turn, can, 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 uh, uh, can switch. But Christ remains constant. The reason for Christmas is consistent. You know, Pastor, uh, um, there's this woman who, who um, was walking through the streets of Bournemouth. And, um, you know, she's walking the streets, she's in tears as she's walking around. It was Christmas period a few years ago and she's looking at these families you know they're they're uh, um, holding hands and you've got the kids and you know going to see santa and then you got the tree in the town center and they've got all these bags of shopping from toy stores and game stores and all the rest of it and she's looking at all these happy families but here she is walking the streets crying you see this woman a number of years before this point she had gotten married started a fresh chapter a fresh life got married things are good you know they bought a house together Um, had kids together, happy families. But seasons came, conflict came in that marriage where she ended up splitting up from this husband. had a split. The husband made her seem like she had mental illness. So she lost her husband. She lost her home. She lost her children. She lost her job. So she's literally, she's walking the streets like the people we see on the streets now miserable, as everyone's all holding hands and everyone's looking forward, we've got the festive, festive mood on. She goes into uh, some, some store, she buys a rope and she's ready to end it for Christmas. I can't bear this no more. And it wasn't until Pastor Kyle Berger, who was on outreach at the time, saw this woman, went and spoke to this woman. And as she's sharing, crying her heart out, sharing her heart to him, Pastor Kyle was able to take her mind of all the situations around she says, you'll conserve all of this and focus her mind on the announcement. Focus her mind on the gospel. Focus on her mind that Christmas is about Jesus coming to save people. That Jesus has come to heal people. That Jesus has come to restore people. And after that conversation, she literally took the rope in front of Pastor Cow. She threw it in the bin and she's living, she's living to this day. Because the reason why I share this story is because that's why Jesus came to earth. Jesus came. He didn't come so we could be walking around miserable, looking at other people's lives and being envious. But he came to set us free so that we can actually live with joy, that we can rejoice in him. See, after this occasion, when the angel met with the shepherds, the perspective actually weren't the same. The whole perspective changed. Think about it. Fast forward in in time. They, They went to actually see the Savior of the world in verse 16. They came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and their babe lying in a manger. They've gone to see the Savior of the world in a manger. There's nothing glamorous about this. There's nothing glamorous about Jesus in a manger. In fact, it's quite embarrassing. You've come and told me that the Savior of the world is in this animal inn. There's nothing glamorous about this. That your savior is in a manger. Your savior is in a haystack for animals. But even though they saw Jesus in a manger, they were still able to see the glory in this occasion and praise God and told people anyway. You see, when we meet with God, when we meet with Jesus Christ, uh, he changes our uh, perspective and we have a fresh encounter with him as the shepherds had a fresh encounter with Christ. Uh, that our perspectives change, uh, that we can go back to our unglamorous homes and still see, with di- see it differently because of the glory of God. That we can go and, and we can look at people and their messy lives and still see potential. That we could look into the manger of our our relationships, the manger of our marriages, the manger of our families, and all the issues that, and we could look with a different perspective. That we could look in our bank account. Some says minus. I still have hope. Because Jesus is alive. And Jesus works miracles. Because when the glory of God appears, we change. But also, the perspective changed. Because when the angel first met them, they were full of fear. Oh no, my judgment has come. The angel encourages them and says, listen, go and see the Savior. They go and see Jesus in a manger. You see, one of the reasons why the shepherds weren't able to go into the temple is because they were unclean. Why? Because they've been around and the mess of animals, the manure, etc. They've gone to Jesus They've gone to their saviour, they've gone to the Lord, and where is he? In an animal inn. That Jesus Christ was birthed in the midst of animal mess. That's so all these shepherds' perspective would have changed. Where they would have seen the angel for, oh no, we're worthy to be judged. Now they've got to see the saviour of the world and say, you know what? You can relate to my position because where he should have been born in a palace he's bought in a manger that you understand my mess you understand my, my uncleanness you see the Bible says that we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with us but, but, but he's gone through what we've gone through he's been tempted in the way we are yet did not sin so what does it say then? Go boldly before the throne of grace that you may find help in the time of need. Oh my God, that Jesus Christ knows your mess. He knows the confusion in your life. He knows the circumstances that you face, the struggles in your mind, the struggle through life. And he's gone through, he he understands, he can simplify, but he said, I have an answer. Come boldly before my throne. Come boldly before me. I will give you help in the time of need. That's Christmas! My days, I'm excited for Christmas. I can't wait. Woo! My days. Listen, let me bring it to a close and talk about the best gift. So, we have to understand the magnitude of this event. Most people's favorite part of Christmas is the food, but for some, it's also the gifts. When it's time for gifts, everyone's attention is grabbed and you know, as people gather around and unwrap presents what have you got, what have you got, what have you got You see in our text, the gift wrapped in swaddling cloths is also going to grab heaven's attention See when the angel Gabriel told the shepherds the good news of the birth of Christ heaven halted to give praise That this gift was about to be unwrapped and heaven stopped Eternity pause for that moment because this gift was about to be unwrapped Uh, Luke 2.13 and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly host praising God in this moment of time was going to be a monumental moment in the history of time because for the first time at the birth of Christ the purpose of the birth of Christ was really going to be revealed to man that it wasn't just going to be told to the family and kept, it was really going to be extended to some unclean shepherds. That they're really going to understand there's hope that, that it's not coming, the, the hope is not coming, the hope is here. The gift was about to be unwrapped, and angels stop. It's almost like you know, I think, you know, I think about, you know, I'm trying to think about what, what, what can this relate to? And you know, I think about the World Cup last year and. Uh, 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 France versus Argentina but, you know, I don't support France or Argentina I support England so I thought, you know, imagine it's England versus France in the final it's in the final it's gone to penalties and you've got Saka right there ready to redeem himself waiting to take the penalty you could imagine those who are in, I mean, even those who are in football tuning to the World Cup you could imagine the anticipation as Saka's walking up to the ball You can, you can imagine the pause when people are talking, shh, be quiet. Get out of my way. I'm trying to see this moment. And as Saka runs up and kicks the ball and it goes in the net and England win the cup and we're able to sing, it's coming home. You can imagine the joy of the nation, the shout of the nation. Boos are being flown out in the air. Cups of bottles are going. You can imagine the joy. That's what heaven felt that moment because this was a true monumental moment in all of history of mankind. Finally, man has a real answer outside of their own works. The mystery of the Savior has finally been revealed. You see, because Jesus Christ is the greatest gift to all of mankind. It doesn't get better than Jesus. Oh, may we never get tired of this. It does not get better than Jesus. See, a lot of people like to give and receive the best gifts. A previous colleague of mine spent about 400 pounds on on her niece and nephew. Little kids, because she wanted to give them the best gifts. And nothing can outdo the gift of God, which is himself. See, Jesus, I close. Jesus is the true reason for the season. And it's him who we celebrate. See, there's a, there's a quote from, um, that I read from Pastor Carnegie years ago. Christmas has so many wonderful traditions. Decorations, parties, gift giving, family time and food. With all the festivities, it's becoming easier to celebrate the season And marginalize the message God is salvation Jesus is the purpose of the joy of Christmas the star the wise men the angels all held God's rescue mission gift wrapped in a manger God didn't send the greatest gift he became the greatest gift salvation tell the story this Christmas Jesus Christ is salvation can we say Jesus Christ is salvation tonight do you believe that tonight Amen. Let's all bow our heads this evening. Amen and pray.